0: The story starts in Pride's Hollow, a simple town, like some that you've driven through or around. Too small to be known, too big to be quaint, where the current decor is peeling paint. A place quite out of reach that time almost forgot, doing the best they can with what they've got. It's quite safe to say that the story began with the death of a despised old man whose wealth so vast it was only surpassed by the number of people happy to see him pass. So you can imagine their shock when they found he left most of his riches to every person in town. On one condition, it was clearly expressed that each person fulfill his dying request. A strange demand, an awkward test, the words of a man delirious at best. But there it was as plain as day, the game that he required you to play. The instructions were clear, yet incredibly vague. It simply said, what would you do if you were brave? If you could do that one thing more than you have ever done before, what would you create if the slate were wiped clean and your rules allowed you the right to dream? What would you do, what would it be? This is the chance for you to see. So the town set out to fulfill this awkward request, just to get the money, most would confess, and yet what happened changed them all, (laughs) one at a time in ways both big and small. And these are their stories, started by a man from his grave, of what people will do when given the chance to be brave. Sometimes a challenge doesn't turn out in the way we expect it. Have you ever had a strong desire to do something, but didn't have the ability to pull it off? I think we can all look at American Idol tryouts to see proof of that right there. (laughs) What do you mean I can't sing? What do you know, J-Lo? I'm going to be a star. Sometimes our desires can blind us to the reality of our talents. There's probably a good reason why we're made to not always be good at the things we want to do but I sure haven't found it yet. Anyway, Arliss Jones is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. He has always wanted to build things, and repair things, and improve things, but just never quite makes it. But it sure never stops him from trying. If you drive through Arliss's neighborhood, you'll be able to spot his house easy. It's the one where things are not quite up to code. The porch is a little uneven. The shutters aren't exactly the color he thought they'd be when he found them on the clearance table at the paint store. The driveway is too crooked, even though he swears it's a fault in the land that wasn't there before he paved the driveway. And it's not his fault the garage door won't close all the way. Blame it on the YouTube. Arliss Jones has a weakness for power tools and fixing things. To him, it isn't a matter of the tool fitting the work, but making the work fit the tool. And Arles is a genius at finding any reason to use a tool. Like when the Christmas tree branches were uneven. Mm-hmm. Arles sawed off the offending branches, drilled new holes in the empty gaps, filled the holes with the sawed off branches, used industrial strength glue to hold it into place, and voila, problem solved. Arles decided to regrout the bathroom. Or better to say, Arles bought a heavy duty caulking gun. And then decided to regrout the bathroom. And he used so much industrial strength, rubber-like caulking, that he covered just about every surface in that bathroom. To the point you could bounce china teacups off the walls and they wouldn't break. They know because he and Earl tested it. Arlis found a way to add juice to the vacuum cleaner. And now was the last time they saw the guinea pig and Ray Jean sponge rollers. The blender now works at such a high speed, no one's allowed to use it for fear of losing a limb. And last time Ray Jean used her new garden tub with the jet massagers, well, the bruises lasted for days, and a detective came over while Arliss was at work to ask her, did she need a safe house? Arliss near about drove his wife crazy, but the real trouble didn't start until Arliss Jones bought himself a power washer. Arliss had never used a power washer, as had nobody else he knew, which added to its appeal. Of course, there might be a reason you don't find a power washer sitting inside every garage, starting with the price. Ray Jean still didn't know it yet, but Arliss could have sent a kid over to community college for what he paid for that power washer. But Arliss had taken one look at the big, black, bold word, power, and there was no turning back. Before Arliss even left Skeeter's hardware, he'd already come up with a list of things he was going to power wash first, starting with the deck. Oh! And by the way, this was all part of Arliss's challenge from Old Man Withers, which had nothing to do with being brave. He was just using it as an excuse to use this new power washer, wrapped up in the idea he was doing something nice for his wife. Arliss's power washer might have come with instructions, but if it did, Arliss didn't see him. He wasn't much for reading directions anyway. Just point him to the on button and he could take it from there. He was in control. Looking back, though, it's safe to say there was not one moment when Arliss was in control of that power washer, not even when it was still sitting on that shelf in the store. And in Arliss's eyes, if a power washer was a good idea, a juiced-up, amplified power washer was even better. So he just made a few adjustments to it. Jean did not see the obvious apparent beauty and value of owning a pressure washer. Good thing she didn't know the investment involved. She had but one comment to make. You ruin my roses, and you're moving into the shed. Ray Jean had put many hours' sweat and tears into that rose garden. She fiercely protected it like a mother bear would her cubs. You may wonder what a rose garden would have to do with power washing. Surely Arliss isn't dumb enough to power wash the roses. Maybe not, but you don't know Arliss. So Arliss decides to power wash the deck on a cool spring Saturday morning where blue birds chattered happily in the trees and the flowers danced back and forth under the warm sun. Ray Jean was getting a little sun on the patio while Otis the dog slept peacefully as only a dog can at her feet. Everything was tranquil and lovely and the smell of honeysuckle drifted in the air. You're probably feeling like you're in one of those scenes in a horror movie where the lovely blonde actress smiles at herself dreamily in the bathroom mirror right before she steps into the shower while the bad guy's standing behind the door and you're screaming at the TV, No! Don't get in the shower! He's behind the door! Yep, that same sense that something's going to happen and only you know about it so far. You'd be right. In which case... This pleasant spring morning has no idea what terror awaits at the hands of that power-washing madman. Arliss's famous last words were, Look out, honey, wouldn't want to spray ya." And then it was like everything went into slow motion as Arliss's hand lowers to that on button and his words were drowned out literally by the opening spray of that power washer as it roared into that peaceful spring morning like an uncaged beast spewing water back and forth like a dragon sprouting fire. And it was taking no prisoners. Arliss had that look like maybe this wasn't going to be as easy as he thought. It's hard to say whether Arliss was holding the power washer or whether the power washer was holding Arliss. The way he was flopping around that backyard like a pinata. That hose is slapping him left to right so fast, he looked like a rubber gummy worm. Poor Arliss is barely 120 pounds soaking wet. He was no match for that power washing dragon. Ray Jean screamed and hid behind her Cosmo magazine. And as if hearing its name, the beady eye of that power washer turned on her. A high-pressure jet stream of water blew that Kardashian cover picture right out of her hand, slammed it up against the side of the shed with such force, I swear it sounded like rapid-fire bullets. Then it turned its eye on another victim on the other side of the yard. Poor Mildred Jenkins, the elderly lady from next door. Bless her heart, she was peeking over the fence to see what all the commotion was about when a blast of water shot her little hat with plastic roses on it clear off her head and into the next yard, and Mildred hit the dirt, just like she's seen him do in the movies. Harvey Diggs picked the wrong moment to bring the mail over. Then it ended up in his mailbox instead of Arliss's. Well, he just followed the sound of all the commotion to the backyard, thinking it was some kind of domestic violence issue, and he'd seen plenty of episodes of Hill Street Blues to know exactly how to handle this situation. He called out to Arliss to lay down his weapon, and that angry power washer turned its head and set his eyes on Harvey Diggs, who opened his mouth wide in terror, and, well, let's just say that mail got delivered to who knows where. And that was the end of Harvey's hairpiece, which I think was now plastered to the side of Arliss's Buick, like backcountry (laughs) roadkill. Oh, no need to act embarrassed, Harvey. We all know it was a toupee. It was only by the grace of God that Arliss and Harvey were able to wrestle that beast to the ground, while Ray Jean ran to turn off the water. The slain beast finally lay there limp on the grass while they all stood over it, panting heavily, half expecting it to come to life again. They were all quite surprised how much damage a tiny little pressure washer could do in such a short amount of time. Ray Jean looked at Arliss with that one eyebrow raised like she knew he had done something the instructions hadn't called for. "'What were you thinking, Arliss?' asked Mildred, "'whose every Friday morning hairdo was now flattened to one side of her head. "'I was power-washing the deck,' he replied, still kind of in shock, "'as a gift to Ray G.' "'Well,' said Harvey, "'looks like you did some power-washing all right. "'Y'all, that backyard looked like a war zone.' Had like three dead squirrels, trash cans missing tops, pieces of the shed blown off, and the tire rim of a bike lodged up in a tree. The tomatoes and cucumbers were gone, including the sticks to hold them up. The shrubs were flattened, and the dog, well, last they saw, he was running down the street. But the worst thing? Jean's roses. Destroyed. Death to overwater it according to the landscape guy, which is what I call an understatement. Now Arliss has a bed in the shed, just him and his tools. He's had a lot of time to think out there and learn his lesson. And he's realized something very valuable. There must be a way to reduce the power on that washer. Maybe if he tweaked it just a little bit. You really got a hold of me really got a hold I said you really got a hold I said you really got a hold You know you really got a hold on me. Hey everybody, Kelly Swanson here. <laughs> Hope you got your laugh for today. In episode number 6, Arless and the power washer. Do you have an Arless in your house? Come on, be honest or maybe You are the list. If you are, I just have to know what it is that you have done to power up things around your house. Or maybe this is going to be your spouse sharing those stories about what you have done. This episode was just for fun and silly. There's no real challenge in it. Um, Let's just look at this as a chance to share those funny stories about the things our spouses or that we even do with power tools and the like, or maybe even DIY projects. Let's even open it up to anything, do it yourself that didn't turn out the way you intended. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, and if you could even post a picture, I would love it. I'm sure it will make those of us who've had those nightmares feel even better about it. So share all your DIY project disasters that went bad. Uh, Thanks for coming and watching this episode. Uh, I I can't tell you how much it means to me. It's like every viewer who watches it brings me joy. Um, Really, I'm like at my house going, somebody else watched it. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, Maybe I need therapy. Uh, But uh, seeing my dream out there in the world and and building a following of people who just want to hear stories has been something I've wanted to do for a long time. So if you haven't become a subscriber of this channel, there's a button down below. Please, please do that. You are helping me out so much when you click subscribe can't say the word when you click subscribe not only that you get notified when another episode is coming up so please click the subscribe button it really helps me out the more subscribers I get the more I'm able to do the work that I want to do I also love it if you like videos well I mean if you like it uh, if you don't you don't but but if you would like it to to like to comment any comments and and especially sharing when you share these videos on your social media Channels. It really helps me spread the word. Um, I don't know how to get my message out there and my stories out there to the world anyway, other than this. Um, I don't want to leave without thanking the team who is uh, totally responsible for bringing these stories to life. And that's Chuck Gallagher at Primo Productions in South Carolina. Um, he does all of my professional uh, uh, production videos and his team, they are absolutely amazing. He's the, they're the crew that actually filmed my theater show, which you haven't seen because it's under, it's under wraps. Uh, that's not available to the public. Uh, but he's done a lot of those clips you've seen from it. And uh, my Girls Night In, if any of you came to the Girls Night In show, uh, Chuck and his studio did all of that, the commercials, the theme song, everything. But Chuck is the they're the the talent behind this story series. And I think like me, when you look at the videos, you're just amazed um, at what they can do. If you know anything about video editing, you know all the hours of work that and and that goes into every single moment that you see. And it's funny because every time one comes out, it's like I'm seeing it for the first time. I put the words on paper. I see it in my head. But when he brings it to life on video, um, I'm sitting there in the audience just like you. And uh, I tell you, every piece and, and and technique and thing things that they do is it's it's just a work of art. I'm gushing, but he's worth gushing over. I also want to thank my patrons, uh, patrons who are patrons. If you're not familiar, patrons are people who have decided to become patrons of my art. Sponsors of uh, some of them, uh, you're just you you really are sponsoring the work that I do and allowing us to do even neater things with this series. Uh, also, I thank my my patron uh, thing is even cooler because we're building a cyber town and we're going to have activities that you can actually get your key to the city and move in to uh, Pride's Hollow. And we'll start doing fun things as our community grows with that. So if you want to check it out, I'm sure the links are going to be below on the video, but you can always go to patreon.com slash Kelly Swanson. And that's where you can find out how to become a patron and how to uh, get your key to the city and come to some of the backstage uh, activities and things we will be doing. So hope you had a good chuckle today. There are more videos to come and I'm working consistently to keep bringing these out to you. I hope you chat with me in the community thread or wherever you find access to me online. Let me know how you're doing. Say hello until next time. Stay on the funny side. I'll see you soon. Bye. And so the sun sets on this episode's guest, of what one more did with that old man's request. But soon I'll be back with a new tale to unfold, for there are many more stories still left to be told. For this challenge has started with no end in sight as each person closes their eyes and takes flight. But until next time, maybe you'll find the chance to close your eyes and join in the dance. Maybe this story whispered from that old man's grave will push you to find out what happens when you choose to be brave.